Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, one. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Kind of a combo situation this afternoon. And that is obviously because of recruiting, because of National Signing Day. We want to thank our friends at Walk-Ons who are helping sponsor the day. Walk-On Signing Day Live slash Jeff Cameron Show in progress now as we continue to monitor. I'm wondering what is on the horizon here. Uh, in regards to who's left, Tom, who's left? I should pull that list that um, we're still waiting on in terms of times. Well, Ricky Knight, uh, defensive back, uh, had just signed, and that is now official. Uh, most of everybody, I'd say before we signed on, I think there were maybe five signees to go. Most everybody had kind of made their decisions and and sent in their uh, their paperwork. Like, for example, on the West Coast, Montessi ITT, the offensive lineman, uh, who plays. Uh, well, I watched a great video on him, so his high school coach said his name enough. Mana, for short, is how is how he goes. Basketball player converted to football player. Which I always love because that means they have great feet. And he's mean. Love it. So he's got a ceremony, I think, in the 3 o'clock hour, but he's already sent in the letter of intent. So it's already done. Like, he'll have the, the celebration but the paperwork has been filed. Same thing with Charles Lester, who was playing with everybody's emotions for about five to ten minutes this morning. Yeah, but he signed right away, so we're good. Florida State released the letter. They released, yeah. They were like, yep, he's in. Don't you all worry about it. Interesting. I, I know the root of the frustration is two things, okay? For people that are frustrated today, you're mad about, let's start with what you're mad about first. The first thing you're mad about is you really thought probably because you were told in this industry by a lot of people that Smith was going to sign with Florida State, that Smith was going to flip to Florida State, that you were going to get the number one wide receiver in the country, that you were going to bring him in. And that didn't happen. He went with Ohio State. And so even though he was a verbal to Ohio State, you had never gotten a verbal from him. You didn't lose him. It felt like you did. It felt like you lost him. Because there was a lot of smoke out there that he was going to flip. That he was going to come to Florida State. To the point where I think that anybody that follows this very closely and is invested emotionally, right, probably goes to all the sites that cover 
the sport, right? Whether it's on three national or two, four, seven, any of the sites, right? All of them. And then they go to the individual places where you're competing for kids and you read all these reports. And I'm, I'm thinking that the vast majority of people who were watching that recruitment cl- closely kind of got a sense from all these different places that Smith might very well be coming to Florida state. It felt good. It felt like it was going to happen. And when it didn't, that was the first domino to fall that was frustrating. Again, even though he was never a Florida State commit. Bolden was the guy that you thought, okay, well, stinks we couldn't get Smith, but we'll get K.J. Bolden. Seems like he's close to a lock. Then the whispers got louder, then the concerns grew greater. And then, right when we were coming on, Tom, K.J. committed to Georgia. And those two bitter pills to swallow, I think, has informed the vast majority of the opinion that this class is is lacking. Fair. I think it's kind of fair to be mad about a couple of kids that you thought you might get, especially when you were led to believe that you were going to get them. You can be mad about that. You just can't have that be the only thing that you talk about in regards to this class because there are other aspects of the class meaning it's a top 10 class. We haven't had one of those in some time. Haven't had one of those in a while. We weren't good enough. Hadn't gotten to a place where we could do that. They're at that place now. They're at the place now where they can do that. You're just asking the right questions, which is, okay, I'm not content to be seven or eight or nine. I'm not content to be there. I want to be one, two, three, four, certainly top five. What do we have to do to get to that place? That's what you're asking today, and that's all fine. That's all part of the larger conversation. Yeah, I think the the frustration, that's one part of it, is, you know, wow, seems like we lose these guys at the last minute an awful lot. I'm like, yeah, fair. Yeah, it does seem like that. Uh, the other part is this class specifically had a lot of cherries on top, a lot of skill position players who could really play. Like, they're better than the skill position players we have now, and that's awesome. Like, that's the great part. But when you're talking about the substance – being the trenches, it wasn't overwhelming. That's why Armando Blunt was a huge development. That's why potentially flipping LJ McRae, who was not signing apparently today at all, that's that's a, maybe worth checking back in on LJ, see what he's up to. But you're just looking and you're underwhelmed by trenches and linebacker and you're saying, all right, we have become elite at getting the, the following positions, the shiny positions, the flashy positions. How about the, the ones that deal the body blows? Can we get a little bit better at that? And that's fair leading into today. Then you lose a couple of cherries on top. And last week you knew that Blunt was not going to sign with us because he didn't come to Tallahassee in the first place. Yeah, you knew that 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 ship had already sailed. You shouldn't be digesting that today. You should have already had time to do that. That's correct. But in general, you were supposing that we need to get better on the substance part of it and we're good on the flashy stuff. Now we're not elite at the flashy stuff. We're very good at it. So you're, you're coming down to peg on that part and then you still are worried about the the stuff in the middle. He's got to assess his staff and find out who it is that he needs to move on from if he wants to be an elite destination for the highest level of recruiting success. Okay. Florida state is right now really, really good. They kick ass in the portal. They are not elite in high school recruiting. If he would like that to change, he's got to assess why it is they are not. There's one more detail about today. You're asking about what's upcoming. Uh, Cam Davis had his signing ceremony in the one o'clock hour. The LOI has not appeared in, in terms of Florida state, you know, confirming it. Cause once they go social, once they go on Twitter and they announce the kid, that's when it's official. Anyway, Michael Langston was just told that 
he, he heard from Cam that he signed. So it had been an hour, you know, just oh, people, in case. People were getting nervous. Eh, in case you were. There's no need to be. That kid was rock solid, but uh, you get your star running back. So. Well, and he is, and he's a stud, and I love that kid, and I'm really excited about his commitment. That's a kid to be excited about. When you're watching him run over people next year, perhaps. Right. You, you'll well, remember this day. And he could spin it. I mean, he had to play quarterback yeah, in high school. Yeah. So that's why he's got the presence. He's got the charisma about him, the leadership thing. You know, you're wondering, man, that usually running backs just want to hit somebody. Like, they have that attitude. If they're like him, a bruising back, they just want to run over somebody. Like he's like, I want to be a leader. Oh, okay. This is a player that you, it's a cornerstone type player. And it's because he had, he had to, he was forced to throw the ball around a little bit in high school. So, um, again, I would say that all you can do now is to find the areas in which you're lacking. So you, you say, whether it's the coach, whether it's something you're not doing right, you know, is, is it systemic to your operation? What's the problem? But also, I mean, pragmatically, like right now. All right, so you didn't get K.J. Bolden. You weren't able to to slip, uh, to, to uh, switch uh, Jeremiah Smith from Ohio State to Florida State. You couldn't get him to flip. All right, got it. What does that mean for you now? as it applies to the portal. Now, were you counting that, like, you are going to start K.J. Bolden next year? I don't know. Maybe he might be that kind of an impactful player. You might have been thinking that. Probably rotational at very least. Yeah. Right. And and then if Smith had committed to you, if you'd gotten him to flip from Ohio State, he does seem like a plug-and-play receiver. So you probably were looking at that. All right, so let, let's start looking where you can fill some of these gaps. It may not be with the caliber of player. It probably won't be with the caliber of player that those two individuals will be in all likelihood. But you, you still have some needs that you got to figure it out. And that's that's where you go from here. You're saying to yourself, all right, what do we have to do? Now, you and I talked about it in the first hour. I'm going to continue to talk about it. I'm going to hammer it home as often as I can. They do not do a good job recruiting linebackers. They are struggling with this. You better find some ready-made linebackers in the portal and now. Because if you're going to have to start freshman or redshirt freshman at linebacker, you are in trouble. Now, I don't care that Lundy left. He wasn't very good. But he would have been useful for third and short, second and short, obvious running downs if he didn't pick the wrong gap to run to, which he frequently did. But that said, you lose a heavy hitter in that regard. But you don't have anybody right now that you look at at that core group and say, oh, they're outstanding. We are good here. No, we're not good here. We're not good here. We think Blake's going to be good. We'll see. But we don't We don't have anybody. There's nobody. You're not sitting there like, oh, Omar Graham's great. No, he's not. So you don't have anybody. You better go get somebody. That Like last year when we got Keon Coleman, I remember being so pumped because he was ready-made. He had over 700 yards receiving at Michigan State. They didn't even have a quarterback. And he put up numbers against good teams. So you knew, okay, he is plug play, going to kick ass, and did until he got hurt. You know, he was. I thought the last few games he was an average player because yeah, he couldn't everybody. run. Yeah, everybody the whole was hurt. Team. Yeah. But, but, man, he was electrifying through those first six, seven games, and he basically won us the LSU game along with our defense in the second half. You know, that that was that's what you had. we got to work on those cold tubs, get them a little colder. <laughs> so now, who's that guy that you're going to that, – that's like a Keon Coleman-esque player, not at receiver. I'm saying at linebacker. Oh, look at this. We just grabbed this disgruntled second-team All-SEC linebacker from Georgia. Put him in. Let's go. Like, that's the kind of thing I need to see. Otherwise, I am concerned a little bit about that unit in particular, and I, you know I'm concerned about the coach of that unit. I've been from Jump Street. The first I heard of it. And so I just think that, you know, we'll see.
We'll see what they do. Now, the portal is interesting to me because we have found a way to overcome some of these weaknesses in high school recruiting through the portal. Now, there are some, you know, again, the levels of clay that you're molding are not always the same per position group. You can find a Jermaine Johnson. You can find a Kier Thomas. You can find a Jared Verse. Clearly, you can somehow, if Florida State has found a way, I don't think you want to always rely on it, but you have found a way to bring in defensive ends. You just... You haven't found a way to bring in a five-star elite offensive lineman, and you know you're going to need to do that. And you haven't done it with linebacker either. Yeah, this is uh, where it's like professional sports, uh, maybe a salary cap sport, where you say you've got three types of things that you can spend your resources on: draft picks, uh, contract extensions, yeah, free agency, the free agency market. Yeah, but the dollars go to each place, and it's the same money, it's the same currency. And my point would be, if you lost out on three players today that you had set aside resources for Jeremiah for a flip KJ for a commitment Armando Blunt in the last week I mean he reclassified committed here so clearly we were invested in Armando being a part correct of Florida State and you had a couple unexpected dudes hit the portal like Rodney Hill for example at running back I'm sure we were taking care of Rodney that'd be my assumption yeah you should have resources to go hit that portal now or retain what you do have a little bit better there, there should be more resources That's always now. the plus side of this when it happens. You do have to point that out because it's a reality. More, well, it's a reality, yes. You go get more aggressive on those fronts. And the retention front with maybe dudes who like to go tweet every 10 minutes that they're whatever. And then the guys who hit the portal that maybe you thought, ah, luxury item, don't necessarily have to have them. But now if you've got the budget, you've got the room under the budget, all right, go get them. You're going to go get one of the quarterbacks. So we think that's either going to be DJ or Cam. That will help remedy some of this, what ails you, right? You'll have a little bit yeah. of salve moment there where you're like, okay, okay, that feels good. We're good. we got a quarterback now. He's played a lot of football. They've both played a ton of football. They've both been successful. Okay, we got that. And then you're going to have to really, I think, lock in on, are we good to go with Peyton and Farmer? What's Daryl Jackson going to do? I know he's playing in the bowl game. What's he going to do? Hey, I didn't mean to uh, jinx that whole situation when I when you said, well, what – Reason do you have to worry about Farmer? And I said past behavior, and then there was a, a dust-up that happened that night. Nothing yeah, I know. I laughed about it. I mean, I, <laughs> I think we can just get to a place where that's going to be an annual occurrence so long as he is here, and this is why there's so much animosity towards him. I mean, there's a lot of pushback to him. And you know what? That's as it should be, man. Get a grip. We're not renegotiating every year. Stop it. It's ridiculous. Good luck. Yeah, I just wonder how many how many players we have that have left our situation and said, oh, God. That's what the world thinks of me. Well, you know, in okay. terms of so in terms why, of the well, bottom dollar. Well, why don't we just do this? You already can follow some of these kids and see what's out there, right? Yeah, you know, some of these kids have an offer. For example, a player has an offer from Indiana and Liberty. My understanding is for far less than what they were making here. Good luck with that. Have fun at Indiana with Coach Siggs. Good luck to you uh, at Liberty, buddy. Is that his name? Yeah, Siggs. Is that because of Coach Signetti and Sigs, yeah, he's yeah. garbage. Oh yeah, but that's right. yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. anyhow, yeah. So that's like good luck, good luck with that. Yeah, there. But the the thing that sucks is when you watch a kid have to learn a lesson somewhere else, and he could be playing for you and making more money than what he had asked for. It's ridiculous, right? right? But you're like, right. well, that's what you got to do. What are you gonna do? And 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 some you players can't let him hold your program hostage. Of course not. And some players, obviously, you know how this works in the in the real world, in the working world. It's this way at at a business as well as a football team. You'll put up with more if that kid's good. If he's really good, you'll put up with a lot of nonsense. Look at NFL teams putting up with receivers 
on the regular who do amazingly dumb things and say crazy dumb things all the time, but they also have 1,000-yard seasons, and they're really good. And so we're going to have to figure out how to deal with it. Well, some of these guys, it's hilarious to watch them attempt to strong-arm the program through social media, and you're like, well, my man, you're you're not Warwick Dunn. You're not Greg Jones. You're not Cam Akers. You're, you're certainly not Dalvin Cook. You're a guy who's got some promise. Buddy, have fun at Indiana or Liberty. You're just not going to be held hostage. And when we lose players like that, people think, oh, we're, we're cheap. Nah, I disagree with that. I don't think that's true. You're not going to let people hold you hostage. I think it's hard when you're making a decision on a high school recruit. It is easy for fans, all fans, to say, well, wait a minute. I want this player. He's a five-star player. We all want him. And by the way, if I'm hearing Auburn's willing to pay him, why can't we? Well, well Auburn is more desperate. They haven't achieved anything in a long while. They're, they've got some lunatic fringe elements to them right now. They're tired of sucking. They're tired of losing by 31 to New Mexico State. Right. And this is where you know the, the analogy does not hold between professional sports and college sports. Because if you're going to go grab a guy, let's say he's an international prospect in baseball or a draft pick in football, and you sign them to a rookie deal, they're locked in yeah. for a long yeah. Yeah. team control is the term in baseball they use. But you have team control of a player for a long time. But let's just say the kid is playing games with you in, into the 11th hour, beyond the 11th hour, and saying, come on now, best and final, what you got? Mm-hmm. Well, if you locked him in at a number, he could come back to you in six months or after six games his freshman year and say, I want more. And what are you to do in that moment? Because he's not locked in under team control or collective control Correct. or program control yeah. like it is in professional sports. If you could tell me that Jeremiah Smith, I could get him now for a million dollars, and that's what he gets, and it's three years until he you goes You might do that. You might Hell do that. Hell yes, I would do that. You, uh, probably. You probably would. I would take the risk for that film. Absolutely, I would take the risk for that film. Yeah, but I. Know, but you would know you had him for three years yes. and it would be worth it. And yeah. Yes, but that's not the the realm that anybody's living in now. It's mm. That kid could be back in the portal double dipping in two years or one year. We just got Marvin Jones Jr. Right. We just got Marvin Jones Jr. Exactly. Add this to the class. We just got Marvin Jones Jr. That dude was wanted by every team in the country. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia won out. They got him. Guess where he is? Florida State. So, you know, today it's aggravating when a Bolden goes to Georgia or a Smith stays with Ohio State. Hang in there. Maybe watching that kid play here in two years. If it gets to that point where high school players, if it was a different, and they could do <laughs> a, a three-year guarantee, a three-year committable offer, both in terms of scholarship and NIL, and yeah. you tie those two things together – at that point, I would spend so much more money on high school kids because it's it's a cheaper commodity when you break it out over three guaranteed years. But the big part of what you just said is if it were a different... And that's not it, the world we live in right now. It's not at all. You don't and think Amarno Blunt's going to ask for more money next offseason from Miami? Of course. Come on now. Of course. This is what we're getting... I mean, I go back on this all the time and have this conversation all the time on the air about, wait a minute now, hold on. You want to throw $2 million at a star-wide receiver coming out of high school? You do? Well, when you lose four players in that locker room who decide to go elsewhere because they're not making a fraction of that, they're not making a third of that, a fourth of that, a fifth of that, a sixth of that, and you lose those players, don't come on here bitching. You made that decision. That's why you lost those four guys, because you just effed them. And they said, peace. 
this is the, the interactive play that we're dealing with yeah. here. It's not yeah. all of this or all of that. It is always the gray area. And if it sounds exhausting, imagine being the head coach. Well, this is why, and I, we, if we're talking big picture college football, I've said before, if I'm a coach and I'm well thought of by an NFL franchise, peace, man. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I got to re-recruit my roster every day. Every day. This guy comes in bitching about how he didn't get uh, 17 more snaps that he wanted in this last game in a 35-point win. I got to deal with this. I got to bring him in and tell him I'm sorry about that. And really, listen, it's okay. We really like your trajectory. I got to do this every day? Linebacker Matt Millar. I'm glad you bought a (laughs) Sea-Doo, Mr. Millar, but that's not my problem. I mean, the number was the number. The number. That was your budgeting. You chose the sea Yeah, you bought a $90,000 truck. That was stupid. Along with that dumbass necklace you're wearing. That was stupid. You want more money because you have to pay that off? I can't help you. They won't give you dollar for dollar back on the necklace? You don't say. No, imagine that. Resale value on the truck is not what you thought it was, huh? This is the, the I mean, God, it's got to be so frustrating. And don't get me started on the sea yeah. The Wave Runner. That was one of our great debates, me and Moore, ever. Me telling him, this is the only time where my age difference, I knew enough, even though I was still immature, to say, you're going to regret that decision. You don't want to own that thing. They're fun as hell. We're going to have a good time a few times. The three or four times we go out on it, we'll have a good time. And every month when you write that check, you're going to be pissed that you bought that thing that's now sitting alongside the side of your house. <laughs> Just collecting dust with a cover. You're going to be so mad. No, you're crazy. It's going to be awesome. Six months later, I need to sell the Sea-Doo thing. I never use it. <laughs> I know, man. I know. That's And that's the conversation you have with these kids. Every day. You know, I hear. Oh, I'm sure you do. Oh, I hear that my friend that I played with in high school is getting 25000 more than me at Missouri. You do, do you? You know what? Actually, the person they need to hire, this is a total inside joke, was an old president of uh, one of our uh, radio stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> he would just do would the just, Kermit yeah. and the bail. Like, oh, it was the best. It wonderful. actually was a really shrewd uh, negotiation and oh. conversation point. It's just not profitable. It sucked. You just sit there. What could you do? You were just like... All right, anybody want lunch? Yeah, I'm going to have better luck with the wall, so yeah, I'm going to go talk to that. This, yeah, there, there it was. It's Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty 
Zaxby's Chicken Sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, kind of doing a Jeff Cameron Show slash signing day, Um, kind of a, I don't want to say a celebration, doesn't feel much like a celebration to him. If you dive it's in- It's a day. It's a day, yeah. No, I, I can, there are aspects of it that I would call a celebration. Um, Obviously, losing K.J. Bolden. Already having lost Armando Blunt, it hurts you, hurts you, and you're a little frustrated by it. But you'll ask questions, and you can. You can ask questions about why that's happening. You can also acknowledge who you did get and where that class is going to be. I would point to uh, a, a signing of a top 300 quarterback in Luke Romanoff, who is a, you know, you're talking about this probably procuring a top 10 class. Got to get better. Got to figure out why it happened. You're not wallowing uh, today, you know, for example, the way that um, Florida would be and a few other schools. I mean, I think uh, there's some folks at USC kind of, what's going on there? I get it. Yeah, I would think Florida uh, today would be a uh, special kind of tough situation. Now, I don't know what, what became of the quarterback situation in Florida with Lagway. I think he's, I they kept attention. him. They kept they? him, I believe, yeah. But LJ, so LJ, you know, postponing his decision, at least that as we signed on today, that was the collective wisdom. And then Florida being up there, I think, as high as number two in the country just a month or two ago, and they're losing guys left and right to different programs. I know Texas poached a high-caliber safety well, uh, they they week. lost the they lost the Waller kid, they lost the Williams kid, um, they lost the uh, Mac kid, they yeah. they lost a ton of kids. I'm not trying to dabble in too much Schadenfreude today because today wasn't a home run. It might have been a solid single. I don't even know that's an extra base hit, but uh, but it's a stinging single. Good yeah. contact. Just needed that to get in the alley. Florida at best is a blooper. Maybe on with an E4. Maybe a little Chuck Knobloch. Fisted. Ooh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Play-by-play guy's dream term for a, a Texas leaguer. <laughs> it's so fun to be able to say that because that's a real it's descriptor. A real term. Yeah, that's right. And it also seems appropriate. And for it's Florida. also a baseball term. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to bring Michael Langston in here in just a second. Do we have him? I'll ask him. I mean, Michael's not afraid to have a conversation. Michael's a grown-ass man. He'll talk about it. What's up, Michael? 
Hey, man, how's it going? I'm all right. I don't know that our fan base is. So let me. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> let me get straight to the skinny. Why are they failing on some of these elite guys? What's happening there? In your estimation, what happened with Bolden? I know as late last night, Michael, industry folks really felt like, I know you did and a lot of others mm-hmm. did. I mean, we felt like Smith was going to happen. It did not. Then you get word that Florida State really wasn't even in the running late. You got Miami and Ohio State, if you believe what was in that bag, right? That ain't good. What's happening there? Um, Not finishing. You know, not finishing the product of, of what you're doing. Um overall uh obviously each one has a specific like tail to it you know just on certain guys like kj i don't think uh, yeah obviously there's some nil stuff involved but it's also just not finishing of of maybe executing the plan that you wanted and, and i don't think the plan's going right and I, I agree with you that earlier a few minutes ago you said you have to address what what's going wrong and 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 especially in defense tackle recruiting you know uh it's not working, you know, so I think I have to figure out some solutions. I don't think there's like a pinpoint thing. I can say what happened with every one of them. I think with, I think with the Armando Blunt one, that's more where FSU did everything they were supposed to do. They made sure he was coveted uh, from an NL's perspective. Uh, he knows what the product is. He They sold him on the culture. He was there. And then, you know, it was a little boom and boost, uh, you know, for Miami for people pressuring him to stay home, and then and obviously a little, nice little bonus uh, for NIL. Uh, I think with KJ, it was more. Um, you have to plan for everything that happens. It's like when he took a visit to Syracuse, everyone's like, "Oh, that's not a big deal." But the former DB coach from from uh, Georgia was there. He's the head coach now. You think he's not promoting Georgia? So you have to have these plans in order where. I think you should have found a way to just make sure that things are solely focused on FSU. And I think that was a big moment. It sounded innocent, but those little things are little details that you have to know. Um, so I think uh, those are just a few pieces of, of kind of what happened today. Michael, is this a good recruiting class? Oh, it's good. It's good. It's a solid recruiting class. It's it's just a lot of this of what happened today is going to take away the steam just because you're losing – you know, two five stars, losing two premier guys that, especially one in KJ, that's an impact guy. So it's going to certainly affect. But at the same time, um, you know, there's still a few more left. Uh, the four-star defense fan, Murray Williams, is one that, uh, that they could possibly pull in. And then um, and that would kind of ease the pain a little bit with Blunt. But then uh, – and then also Denos White later today. I feel good that, you know, it's going to be FSU. But um, overall – you know, you're going to have to do what you did last year and nail it in the portal. You know, nail these spots that you missed on uh, that you weren't counting on something happening. And uh, like I said last night, things felt good about KJ. And then, um, you know, we learned today that he says like, well, he's kind of known for three weeks, but recruits say that all the time. You know, once they make the decision, they're kind of like, yeah, I was, I was, but realistically it was, it was a, you know, last like surge type of thing, you know, uh, that we'd heard last night. So it's a good class and it's trending in the right direction for this group. He's just got, uh, meaning he, meaning Michael, uh, Mike Norvell, excuse me, Michael has to, he, he's got to assess, oh, there's some, is there some dead weight in this coaching staff? I mean, that's like, we've got to be honest about how these conversations happen. Are there, uh, there's some guys that are damn dead weight in the recruiting world. Right. And, And that's what you have to look at. It's like, 
the development's great. But that's great when they get there. You know, Portal, when they get there, great. They're, you develop them and all that stuff. But at the same time, you need that death piece uh, from high school. And you can't, uh, it's not acceptable to not get a top 100 uh, defense tackle recruit. Uh, I don't think it's asking a lot to get one or a top 200, you know, nearly every year. So, yeah, that's some stuff they're going to have to figure out. You know, you can't just keep rolling and doing the same thing. It's like there's obviously some issue there. It's now three years. So, you got it. You got to address that. Uh, same thing with linebacker position. Uh, you got a few guys I, I like, but that's like you have to. There has to be. If you're going to talk about the, uh, to me, it's like we talk about the climb and stuff. If you're going to go climb. Well, it it's also addresses like what parts are not as strong that you have to address as a coaching staff. And Mike does a great job with that. He knows he 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 addresses things where I felt like. At one time when they had Woodson there, Woodson's a great guy and all, but they needed a boom, and, and they certainly got that, I think, with Patrick. But there needs to be parts where you address, you know, whether it's your staff or things you're doing, uh, you have to address it. It's interesting. I we, we watch and we watch the development of the program, Michael, and we see, and you really, uh, you think about behind the scenes what you've watched. Remember when I was talking to you, and I'm not going to flip this into a feel-good moment, but I am going to, for perspective purposes, have this larger conversation. When I was talking to you two years ago, I think, and I'm paraphrasing my own question, but I was asking okay. you about why it is we can't get anybody who's worth a damn to visit. Mm-hmm. Remember when they were bringing kids in for camps and you couldn't get anybody yep. who was any good at all? You'd get like a kid yep. here or there. That was it. Yeah. That's not happening anymore. So they've clearly taken huge steps forward in that regard. If you look Absolutely. at the recruiting rankings, Florida State has taken a massive leap forward from two years ago from last year to where we are now. But there's more growth that has to be done. And what I'll be intrigued by is does this – does the failure of a couple of, of guys not signing make the difference for Mike Norvell in deciding whether or not he has to make some changes in this offseason? I'll be very curious to see how soon that could happen. I am too um, because it's like when it gets to be a pattern – uh, Mike does not let it last long. We've seen that with certain things that, you know, his staff and his team, and he just doesn't allow it. So I'm interested to see that too. Um, obviously, and too, uh, you know, I talked about this early in the show with both Tom and Aslan that, you know, them being in the league they're in kills them. Like, kills them. Like, just I hear that consistently. You think that's the yeah, number it, one thing they're up against is the sorry-ass ACC? I think it's a big part. Um, I also think the snub really hurt them recruiting wise uh, because it, it told people like it left doubt, you know, anytime you're in, and that's recruiting. Anytime there's left doubt in there, you know, the coaches have to do more work to clean it up and say, well, look, we're going to be there and, and whatever, whatever pitch they have. But I think the main problem is that it's the ACC. If you get out of that league and you're in a good league, say the big 10 or somewhere like that, you don't have to worry about that stuff. That stuff doesn't happen. You don't have to, you. You're protected. You're right now. You're not protected. You're basically FSU. Your name, your program, your prestige. We know they have value. ESPN can't talk about them for five seconds when they're doing something. I mean, they. Everyone wants to talk about FSU, and but they don't have protection, in my opinion, of a league that protects them. So I think we're talking about factors, plural. It's not 
you're not saying mm-hmm. it's just the ACC because obviously Miami's done a good job recruiting, and they have right. a and they have a stone cold killer who's a terrible in game coach and a really good right. recruiter. So we're talking right. about balancing these things, right? Mike's an right. awesome in game coach. Right now, he's not a stone cold killer in recruiting, but you got to find some people if you if you, if you want to get over the hump and sign these top five classes, you're going to have to get somebody who is that. That's the reputation. And is there a guy that they would look at? I mean, we I can't ask you to predict the future, but there are some guys out yeah. there. Some people will tell you Kevin Steele and people like that, and I roll my eyes. But, like, do you think we'll see that? Do you think Mike will make a move? I think Mike will, will address it. Like, I don't know what type of move it will be, but I, I think he will address it because that's what he's done throughout his whole career at FSU. When there's a problem – he addresses it, and it's clearly a problem. And it's clearly something that they uh, certainly have to do something about. I, I think it's it's quite possible. Um, and I can guarantee no, because I have to see, you know, have to hear what what's going on behind the scenes. But this is obviously a problem that you don't grow unless you if you unless you adjust to what's going on. And, and I think they have to adjust what's going on. So I, I definitely think it's something that will be looked at and addressed uh, overall. I think I think it almost has to be if you if you don't because you'll you'll keep going through the same stuff. Uh, but my number one thing for FSU that would benefit them the most is getting out of this league. It just kills them. Like it just it really sets up everything with these other factors. Are there kids, final thing, Michael, are there kids that Florida State's on that were sort of fallback measures that they think they had a chance? I know you mentioned a couple of names out there a moment ago when we first hopped on, when you first hopped on. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's always a, a second plan, right? You've always got a, a, you know, a way to pivot if something doesn't go the way you want. Are you hearing that there's, you know, maybe fireworks to come that would be good news for Florida State either today or in the portal? I think mostly in the portal, but yes, there's been you know fireworks that I've heard that you know they feel good about. Um, and and like I said, when you get port, people don't understand this. When you get portal kids, you don't have to worry about all that drama and stuff. Like it's 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 focused directly on football, which is perfect for FSU. That's why they do so well in the portal because they can use development. FSU's really good at development. If you go past and you look everything on their team, defensive line phenomenal, linebackers very improved. The productivity is there. The development is there. Uh, but, you know, so I do expect fireworks in the portal, uh, you know, uh, for us to filling these holes. But you have to fix this high school stuff. Like, you, you can't have guys flipping top commits every year. Um, you know, this is like the third year I think they've had somebody, a top guy, you know, flip for whatever reason. Like, you have to curve that and stop it. Um, and figure out what's what's causing this, and um, I guess fix the problem. What, if what that means coaching change, then so be it. You got to do what you got to do. But uh, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to addressing what the issues are. But do I expect a, a solid group of uh, in the portal? Absolutely, I do. Michael, I always appreciate it. I know how hard you work on this day and all the days leading up to it, and you still got more work to do. We'll be tuning in, yeah. of course, and checking on out on WarChant.com. Be good, brother. Talk to you real soon. You got it, buddy. Take yeah, care. I always appreciate the candor from Michael. He knows. I mean, I ask him, you know, what's the story here? He's going to answer it. I appreciate that. I. Good. Those are tough questions Mike's got to ask. I mean, they're good. The program's good. They're 13-0. They're they just had an awesome season. You can say, I'm mad about this. I'm frustrated about this. They've won 19 straight games. They're good. They're really good. They are now in another – they are at another level – and with that come very lofty expectations, and and that's fine too. Nothing is nothing. Everything is everything. If you're in the playoff field right now, 
this hurts, but it's not quite the same level of frustration across the board from the fan base. There's still pain from that oh, that lingers question. in this discussion. It informs this discussion, and perhaps it led to some things. Like for me, I don't know about the damage control for the pitch of you're not good enough to make the playoff out of the ACC. Like I hear you, and that's probably legitimate to a degree from Michael, but I think also the problem is when you have a locker room that is reeling from that reality. And they are devastated, as they should be, because they were screwed. Yeah. But that is what a kid who's on an official visit two weekends ago and last weekend comes in to feel that aura. Man, that is difficult, especially they have official hosts. Like, what's their host going to tell them? Man, this thing's pointless. I I can't believe this. We would hope they wouldn't okay. say that, but yes. Uh, in a moment of honesty, yeah. like you would, like we often say that the best rec- the coaches we the coaches often say the best recruiters are the current players they have on campus. Yeah, well, this ain't an ideal time to come to Florida State for an OV with the feelings and the emotions that are legitimate that those players are feeling from what the college football playoff committee did. When you put together the conversation around recruiting, you have to talk about all of the aspects all the facets of what we're discussing. So, for example, I get it. Florida State fans rightfully would look south and say, well, what is Miami doing to get players? Their team sucks every year. They have for 20 years. Useless program. Haven't accomplished a thing in forever. Never even won the ACC. That is a sorry-ass program with a fake indoor practice facility and no stadium. How are you getting people to go there? Well, the number one thing that Mario Cristobal does is recruit. He is an awesome recruiter and he has to overcome all of the things that I just laid bare Florida State beat them again just as they did the year before and we know that Miami's not the program Florida State is they're desperately trying to get there they have failed miserably they continue to fail but they do have a good moment every year at this time and they'll have it so long as he's there they'll be able to bring good players in because he's a really good recruiter now he'll make colossally stupid decisions game in and game out that will cost them the game with those great players and they'll grow frustrated with that but in the interim you do watch it and you go oh man that kind of sucks well and the other part is their nil culture is probably not sustainable whether it's ruiz or not i doubt they're sticking to a plan but what i'm saying is I, i doubt they're sticking to a plan of this is the value and so this is what we're willing to go to and if you've got an issue with that you can walk I think they have to fake it. They have to say yes a lot more than they want to say yes in this moment because they're desperate to try and fake it until they make it, until there is legitimacy and they can stabilize the process. But it's a more risky pitch. Like, Mario's a good recruiter. Independent of the NIL, that's true. Independent of NIL. But then in the NIL game, when you're a bad program, you've got to overspend. Yeah. And when you overspend, you are begging for culture issues. You're begging for culture issues. So you got to win in order to not let those culture issues rise to the surface. So they're walking a tightrope. They're forced to. But Mario is proof that recruiting still matters in the era of Without the NIL. question. The skill of recruiting, whatever that is, it matters. That's why I brought up earlier, like, okay, look, there are guys out there who have always been good recruiters. Their reputation as coaches may not be good, but they're really good at recruiters. So what you do when you put together your staff is you find an X's and O's guy that you love who's maybe at another level, maybe he's preternaturally great. You got a guy who's an 
unreal recruiter. He's the creme de la creme of recruiting at his segment group or at his position in general. And then you, you add that to the staff. For every one of those kinds of guys, if they're not great with the X's and O's, you've got to fill a spot with an X's and O's guy. Then you got to fill a spot with a guy that does something else you need as a head coach, as a CEO, right? I need this guy. Who, you know what? This guy does this very well. Organizer. I, yeah. I don't do this very well, but I'm going to bring this guy in because he does. That's and that's the balance you're seeking to create to have a perfect circumstance, perfect situation. It's kind of rare, but the more you win, the more you're in a position to do it. Obviously, the more you win, the better the reputation gets, the more money you make, the more money that can be passed around to a staff the better balance you create. And the more that people want to be a part of your staff yes. who are really good at what they do. Yeah. And he's got tough decisions. Coming up. It's Jeff Cameron Show. We'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy. The Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Christmas is the time to say I love you. All-timer, great song. Enjoy. Time travels tomorrow. I will be on the air in some capacity. I don't know if we're live tomorrow. We will be on the air. Tom, we were going to do, I'll just do our business out here in the open for everybody. Oh, boy. We were going to do something tonight, I think, recording-wise. We're not. We're not doing anything tonight. Okay. A, I'm sick as a dog. B, it's my son's football uh, banquet. Oh, it was banquet? Yeah. All right. yeah. Which I forgot about. That's like a Jamari Howard's signing ceremony today. They had a banquet beforehand on the table. Like, he went live and yeah. was like, all right, I got some awards to hand out, and he pivots and he flips. There must have been 40 trophies. Like, there were about 24 <laughs> trophies and then another 15 plaques. I was like, oh, man, because we were trying to time it out for the broadcast. And we're like, he's never going to come Never going to so come Never mind. We're leaving this. Anyway, good luck at the banquet. Should be a good time. Uh, safe travels for you. You got a long drive. Uh, I do. We're not doing some big thing because you and I are going to be working together every day, even though correct. you're moving. So I can address this at a different time, but uh, that's what we'll do. That is true. That's yes. the way to do it, right? Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Moving. That is true. You are moving. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's uh, out in the open now. Yeah, you're moving. Uh, but that's fine. You'll be here every day, and we'll do this show together every day, and we can give Correct. whatever details you want to give moving forward. So th- that's how we'll do that. You're going to be back here all the time, too, so I'm not 
as concerned about that. So I'm going to see you. Otherwise, I'd be blubbering right now. So we're going to be fine. It's Correct. all going to be good. Florida Man of Texas, thanks to the whole team for a great full day show. It made working the week before Christmas bearable. Go Knowles. Thank you, Florida Man of Texas. Are there others that I just absolutely glossed over that you There are me? quite a few. And as Matthew pulls those up, we should thank everybody who was involved in the broadcast today, like Aslan. Did and a great Matt, job. Michael, Director Ben. Director Ben. Michael, Matthew, yeah, you. I was awesome today. Walk ons. This has been really good. Thank goodness for walk ons. Uh, Ian writes, this program was in the trash, 13-0, and and we have people losing their minds over stars. Well, they do every year, Ian. You you see this every year. Uh, hopefully, Florida State does make some changes to the staff. I think they're going to have to if they want to cash in on top five classes. But there's no doubt it is an upwardly mobile situation for Florida State. Uh, Jared writes, thanks for the level approach, gents, especially that we can be critical and ask questions while being thrilled with the aspects with aspects of our class. Biggest concern to me is our rivals closing the gap at positions of need. Linebacker, defensive line, defensive tackle. Sure. Well, I, 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 the only area in which I'm not all that rational is I continue to be frustrated by our situation at linebacker. This is off the beaten path with 30 seconds to go, but just I love you, city of Tallahassee. This is home. That's all. There you go. Yeah, I, I figured we wanted to just keep it moving. <laughs> just love this city. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you're going to be here next month. I will probably. Yeah. Well, you have to be. I already deemed it so. So we'll be here. All right. Thank you for paying for it. <laughs> Good work, brother. Good work uh, to you uh, as well, Director. Be well, everybody. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.